0: the box office actually was 40 40 million that's interesting it's not bad for a pandemic That's not bad And for the it. yeah and the budget was 60 million so i mean they they lost out on about 20 million but um that's actually better than what i thought it did i forgot where i saw the other stats but yeah that's that's actually pretty good for um for, for covid releasing when hagen goes wrong <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, man, i messing with you, man, um, no, nah, no, nah, I, I got you. I got you. Uh, yeah, that's one of those ones. I didn't really want to check it out, but I know if I check it out like this film, I'm going to be checking out this weekend. Uh, one of the films, I can turn my brain off. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like I can, I can just sit back enjoy it and, uh, you know, there's nothing to it. Yeah. Um, it is one of
0: those that, that you can just have on in the background. You don't really have to pay attention much to it because it's not, it's to pay attention to it. It's not, it has a couple action scenes, some monsters, but as far as anything else, it's pretty simple. It's a, it's a high budget sci-fi film.
1: Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, this weekend I am going to take my wife to go see fast nine. Oh, and boy. I've, I've always enjoyed the fast films. You know what I mean? Like I said, I could turn my brain off and watch them. Um low key, I think my favorite one might be Tokyo Drift though. And a lot that's of people don't, too. a lot of people don't like that film though. And like, I don't know why they don't like it. It's if you're a car enthusiast, that's the one to like. It is. And you know, some people try to say like ah oh, it's got Bow Wow, it's corny. I'm like, dude, it's fast and furious. Like yeah. it's cars, it's racing. That's what this is.
0: Exactly that's it. You don't need anything else. That's what the franchise was built on. And, you know, I think what sucks is that, you know, I think what that was the third one. Or was that, was that the fourth one? That was the third one. That was the third one. So I think, you know, after the third one, they, you know, the producers, director, you know, they had to have been thinking, okay, there's not much more we can do with cars in the normal sense. And then when the reviews came out, and most people were like, I don't really like it. They probably were like, let's turn it into more of a heist series. And then it seemed to like kind of blow up off of that. But now I feel like you're leaving behind the people that originally
1: started watching it for the
0: cars. That's why I started watching it.
1: It's really come a long way, man. Like I, it really has come a long way. I, I get your criticism of it. It's not sticking the basics, but I feel like the formula for it works and it's it's entertaining. You can't say those films aren't entertaining. Like, I um, mean, yeah.
0: From from a ex, you know, oh, let's make this explosion bigger, or let's jump from a building to another building in a in a what was it? A lichen? I think th- was it a I Forgot what the car
1: was called. But there's that. There's the chemistry between the stars too. You know, like I don't think I it's mean, all yeah, explosions. Was, I, yeah.
0: I mean, it's it's a lot of you know, it's it's family. You know, <laughs> that's all I've been seeing. We're a fast times. family,
1: right? right yeah, right. you know.
0: You don't have to have logic when, when you have family. That's the one of the big the, one of the biggest memes I've been seeing uh, recently with Ben Diesel. I think it was a, <laughs> it's like a playoff of Star Wars, I believe. And you know they're they're in space, and you see Ben Diesel in his uh, I forgot what car it is, but you see him in his muscle car. You know he's just in space, and was like, "Yo, how did you get here? You know, how did you get here?" He was like, "You don't need logic when you have family." It's like crazy. But tell um, you something, man. <laughs> go go ahead. But um, but yeah, I I. I don't really like the direction that it's gone in because it's it's kind of just too extreme for cars. It's like this this should just be people doing this, and this, we shouldn't be parachuting out of a plane to land on a road just so we can chase a big old van. You know what I'm saying? Like they did, and I think it was a fast Fast Seven.
1: Yeah, I mean, I still haven't seen Hobbs and Shaw. I don't know if I will watch it. I do like The Rock. Dwayne Johnson is has, is always a good lead, but. Some films do if I if I know how it's going to be like rampage skyscraper. Uh, we we, we can name all of them. This upcoming Jungle Cruise one. Uh, what mm-hmm. else we got? And, uh, you know, the, the, the list goes on Hercules, Hercules. If I know how it's going to be a standard rock film, I'm not going to go see it. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm just not going to go see it. it with when he's with a crew of people. Like you are with the fast films, I'll see it. But him and Jason Statham, I was like, that doesn't really that not only intrigue me too much because it's just them. I like it when it's the whole crew. I like it when it's Vin, Tyrese, rest in peace, Paul Walker, Michelle, Jordana, you know, Luda. You know what I mean? I love it. yeah, I love it when it's the whole team. I mean, yeah, it's cool, but I,
0: I'm gonna be honest, I've seen them enough. Y'all can cut it. I I really? will you know yes I will make a Facebook post I will say hey look please cut Fast and Furious like it there doesn't need to be a ten all right I'm already I'm already gonna wait for Fast Nine to come out you know on a streaming service there doesn't need to be a ten I, I'm 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 not gonna support it with with my you know dollars going to see it in a, a actual
1: theater I'm not all all in due respect is a cash cow. It makes it, money. It, it is. It's, it's it a is. cash cow. And
0: and that's why I'm not going to support it because I don't want I don't want it. I don't want them to continue. That's that's my vote. I'm holding <laughs> my dollars.
1: <laughs> All right, man. You uh you join that fight. You know I think there's a few of you on that side. Um, you mm-hmm. know there's more of us on the other side, but you know <laughs> you 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 go ahead and join that fight, man. I ain't going to hate on you. Um, <laughs> the only thing I'm not looking forward to, I'm not really a Cardi B fan, and she's in this movie you know and my you know, my wife loves her so you know she's looking forward to that i'm looking forward to the action we both get something out of the deal but let me tell you what i'm what i'm really looking forward to um i have thursday off this week and friday but uh dude on thursday i'm going to see zola you you did tell me
0: about that and um i'm kind of interested actually in um
1: i told I you about am, that on here I believe you did, yeah. I, th- I think it was last episode you told me about Zola. Yeah, man, eight twenty four. Yes, and A24. that's what sold it for me. Eight twenty four. See, yeah, so, yeah I, I figure every time I bring this movie up and I tell them the plot, they go, "Oh, okay, that sounds a little strange." Then I say eight twenty four, they go, "Oh, oh." Oh, that's gonna be good. It's gonna be good. Like I gotta say, eight twenty four when I'm when I'm mentioning this movie because then they have oh. to man. It's a selling point,
0: man. Selling point these days, just like HBO
1: is a selling point. HBO, HBO is a selling point. Yeah, Zola is gonna be good, man. I feel like it's gonna be a great um, indie film. It's gonna. It looks wild too. So, um, Black Widow's coming. I think you and I talked about this too yeah when is that one coming out somewhere in July I don't know the exact date yeah I want to see that um yeah Zoe has some good people in it, man Jason Mitchell
0: Coleman Mitchell's in it Um,
1: it might have been filmed before Jason Mitchell's uh exile so to speak uh when all the you know allegation stuff came out uh Coleman Domingo's in it uh he's a great actor man we talked about him in euphoria he has a nice voice, man. I'm I'm surprised I haven't heard more voice work from him. Yeah, that too. Yeah, he does. He, yeah, he he could be a voice actor. Taylor Page is in it. Riley Coe is in it. Uh, Riley Coe is a goat, man. Like I said, you've seen her in Girlfriend Experience. Like she yep. can act. Oh yeah, yep. She looks. Re- yeah, that's her. Okay. She looks like a uh, uh, the Catch Me Outside girl in this film. Really. I have to watch the trailer again because I I don't think I even watched it the first time. So let me
0: uh I'm gonna check that out once we're off of here. But um yeah,
1: two new trailers dropped that I am excited for. Uh, one is for Halloween Kills. Um, I didn't mind the last I liked the last Halloween. You know you had Jamie Lee Curtis with a shotgun. It was a uh, pretty cool. Uh, this one looks like you know it's just it's pedal to the metal. Like there's no there's no let up on this next one. It looks like Michael Myers is about business. It looks like Laurie is about business. Um, yeah, I like this little resurgence with the Halloween films because they make them more entertaining now. It's not just people run. Michael Myers chases after them. There's a little bit of story to him now, a little bit of character development to him. I have to watch the recent ones because I only
0: saw the the original ones. Um, mm-hmm. And... Uh, <clears throat> I like those I, I, like they're they're at this point. It's, it's crazy to say this, but they are kind of like nostalgia. And I don't know why, like it it, it seemed to submit a period of filmmaking. Um, yeah. H2O Resurrection. I love those movies. Yeah. So it, uh, when I watched those, I was like, yeah, that was that was from my cousin, And I have no idea why I get this comforting feeling from it. Like it, it's a it's a monstrous movie, but I, I kind of feel comforted when I watch it because it's just. I don't know if it has to do with the pacing or what it is, but I just, I like it. Um, So I haven't watched yeah. the new ones yet. So I wonder if those will give me that same feeling or if it's, is it, is it a little bit more sinister now?
1: Yeah, kind of. Okay. Yeah. It's more, it's way more sinister. Uh, it's not as violent as the Rob Zombie films, but it's pretty violent. Um, Of course, it's Michael Myers. Right. But uh Halloween Kill and Duke, second trailer that dropped. I have to check it out later, but uh, I don't know if you and I talked about this, but I am a Sopranos fan and the trailer has dropped for the Sopranos prequel that's coming out to the theaters, The Many Saints oh, man. of Newark. Okay. I know it's going to be fire. I'm going to look at it. Uh, yeah, man. I, I'm i excited for that one for sure. I need to add the Sopranos to the list. I know the Sopranos. That is the numero uno. Well... If you're talking about great dramas, it's the numero uno. I was going to say that's the numero uno man show, but you'd have to put that Sons of Anarchy, Breaking Bad up there too. But yeah, um, yeah man, yeah, you got to add that to the list. And as as the adults we are now, when I first watched The Sopranos as a younger kid, I liked it, but I, I didn't as much grab the, the death of it as a kid as I do now as an adult. Mm-hmm like that's that's really a terrific series. Okay. Yeah. Um
0: I have to, I, I just have to watch it, man. Um yeah, cause sure. I I feel sure. like I need to watch The Sopranos, The Wire, um mm-hmm. you know, a lot of those old uh tempos if you want to call them that. Oh yeah, uh, you got to watch um, Wire.
1: Yeah,
0: that's that's required. And also
1: was was it you who who was telling me Snowfall is good? Yeah. Yeah, uh, well, yeah, I I hear that it's great. Um, I, I think I was the one that told you that mm. I got to get back into the first season and finish that up and watch the rest. But um, so AMC, they hit me up through email the other day. They say, look, bro, pandemic's on its way out. July 1st, we got to reactivate your stuff. And I thought about it and I said, you know what? Fast 9's coming out, Zola's coming out. Some more eight twenty-four releases will be coming out. I'm ready. Yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready to go back. That one experience where I saw a Quiet Place was a little, was a little ruined by the talking kids. But you know what? I'm 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 ready. I miss the theater. You got to see it at at Imagine. Um, see in in
0: the, in the uh, Emacs. I don't I don't know if they have Imagines in a uh, North North
1: Carolina. They got Regals here, which is kind of like they're kind of like Imagine. Um, But um, what I would say is, I don't know that theater I went to. I don't know. I I think it was we went to a really late movie. So that was just kind of that's that felt like a one off situation.
0: Okay.
1: but uh, yeah, yeah, I'm excited to go back to the theaters. I'm excited to go back to the AMC theaters. It looks like the ones out here don't have gum on the floor. It's like they (laughs) actually have upkeep here. Yeah. So that's where i met with it. That's where i met with it. And uh, I feel feel good about that decision. I know I didn't want to cancel it in the beginning. Like, I feel like during the pandemic, if they were going to force our hand and say, look, we're not shutting down because of this COVID thing, which would have been insane to do. I would have had to cancel it, but I'm glad they're, I'm glad they're restarting it now because now I kind of have a desire to go back.
0: Okay. Yeah. Well, that's good, man. You know, um, because it's it's that it's that time man um go back you know set up a routine go ahead and see what what movies are coming out and um I mean cuz they they
1: they are coming back and they have a nice little line so i'll tell you this man i'm not really excited for no time to die i i don't know if i was ever Maybe once upon a time during the Pierce Brosnan era, I was a James Bond fan. Mm-hmm. Like, I used to love Tomorrow Never Dies as a kid. I don't know why. I just always used to love that movie. The Madonna song that came on during the credits, like, that was my jam. Mm-hmm. Die Another Day was cool. Um, but with Casino Royale, it's been a long time since I saw that movie. But everybody, like, says, like, like dude, you got to watch Skyfall. You got to watch Quantum of Solace. What do you feel about the James about the Daniel Craig James Bond? Is he cool, I, solid? <clears throat> I feel
0: like I feel like they're they're good. I've never been a huge James Bond fan. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I I accept the films for what they are. You know, it's it's a classy, you know, older gentleman that you know was very good at his craft, being a hitman basically, and um, uh, well,
1: secret agent, to be to be exact,
0: se- secret agent. You know, uh, yeah. Sure. We could, <laughs> I mean, yeah, <laughs> that, that, that is what what he is. But he's basically he he's a legal hitman. Um, right, right, right. He's working for uh, his majesty. Yeah. You know, um, but, uh, you know, and I, I like the polished feel of him. But as far as, you know, James Bond, you know, giving me goosebumps or just making me, like, oh, I got to I got to see the next one. That's never been me. It's always been like, you know what? Same. This movie is out. I'll go see it. Um, and that's that's much it. You know, it's never been anything more than that. I enjoy them. They're, you know, they can be a fun ride, but it's nothing that I'm like, yo, you, you gotta go see it. I mean they're 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 good films. That's all I can really say
1: about them. Yeah, same here. They're just they're just good films. Well, see, I, I don't know. Like I hear different things about Skyfall. People tell me Skyfall is that one, which I'll have to check it out, but Unless Christopher Nolan is directing a Bond film, I take it as I, right, you know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Like, well, Sam Mendes is pretty great too. He made 1917, which was an awesome, awesome war film. I, I haven't think, seen that one, man. I've heard that that's really good. I think he, yeah, I think I think he's the one that directed Skyfall, which is why I get it gets requested to me so many times. Mm-hmm. But, um. Yeah, No Time to Die is cool. I'm more so look at, looking forward to Knives Out 2 than that one, which is being filmed now. So I've, I've
0: heard that Knives Out, I, I didn't see it, I, you know, I wanted to see it, but I, didn't, I just... Oh, I didn't you gotta check that to out, it.
1: man. You gotta but, um, check
0: that out. I've heard reviews about it, though. I've heard some people say, I've heard more magazines and stuff say, hey, Knives Out was good. But then I've
1: heard actual people say that it was a waste. See, I think now did they give their reasons
0: no i mean it was more so like sarcasm you know know, saying stuff like i mean yeah if you want to waste some time you know go ahead and watch this film or you know it was people commenting on the actual articles you know that that were praising it oh yeah i don't listen to
1: them check it out for yourself man check it out for yourself very very good movie very solid um i think we've talked about this before doom looks cold yeah, I, I want keep, to see that so bad. I keep mentioning Doom. I think I'm really excited to see Doom. I think it's going to be one of the best films of the year. Eh, t- time will tell. Time will I mean, definitely tell.
0: You know, I know, like, a lot of times like, it, I I kind of worry about films that have a great trailer, because they always seem to, you know, not be as good as the trailer is. Mm. I'm hoping it lives up to the trailer. like. But the trailer you know because the trailer kind of wowed me i was like oh my goodness since it was great but mm-hmm. if the film can like cause me to sit in my seat for a while after the film has gone off i'm like in, to you know have to digest what i just saw like that's that's the ultimate um benchmark for me like avengers um in, in avengers infinity war did that for me All right and my chair i, I'm like, what did I just watch? Hey, man, have you seen Don't Breathe? No, and you know what's crazy? A friend of mine worked on that. Um, okay. He did, like, the audio or, or helped out with the with the filming of it in, in, in some in some capacity. Um, okay. But I've been wanting to see that because he worked on it. So and I've been hearing that it's really good, actually.
1: It, it is a very good movie, a very good thriller. Um, I was about to say the trailer for uh don't breathe too um may drop soon but from the from the way i'm from the way the plot sticks out i'm like it does not make sense to me because it's kind of like trying to turn the villain into a hero mm-hmm. and I, i'll see i'll see the trailer to see what it's talking about or see how it's gonna play it but yeah it didn't really make sense to me when i read it but um yeah sequel to that movie's coming out and i would definitely recommend watching the first one But um, I wanted to ask you a question, man. I feel like this is a pertinent question to film that I see a lot of directors and a lot of not so much screenwriters, but I see directors wrestle with this. Like, what do you do when you're in that space? And I know right now you're doing contract work, but what do you do when you're in that space as a director, whether it be contract work or your own film, where you feel like your creative autonomy is being thwarted? Like you, you want to get the job done for the person, but you feel like the, the box you're being put in does not feed your creativity. And you, you feel like you have to you feel like you're being compromised rather than compromising.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Get what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, I get what you're saying.
1: <clears throat> um,
0: personally, I have um, the only place I can speak for, speak from is when I've done uh literally like work for other people so if somebody was like hey i want you to film this ad or whatever and or you know it's for social media and i'm like all right cool and then it kind of changes from something that i felt was really creative to something that was lackluster um it's never happened with film i've always been able to film my own films how i want to film them but from a a, you know a business marketing standpoint you know with with video um to be honest, what I usually do with those projects, I just give the person what they want, and then I just walk away from it. It's like, hey, you know, this is what I gave you. And then they're like, no, take this out, take this out, take this out, take this out, and we want it just this way. And then I feel like it's like luster because it's just, it didn't, all of my, all of everything that was me was mm-hmm. taken out of it. And mm-hmm. they and they turned it into something else. To be honest, I just bless those projects. I'm like, all right, you know, deuces, I'm on to the next one. Um, but going through that has caused me to want to be self-sufficient as far as making films. So I put, if I put up my own budget, um, then I can control more of what happens. Now, I get it when I talk to streaming sites and stuff. You know, They might have a certain thing to say about my films. My goal is to avoid that if I can, avoid as much as possible mm-hmm. so it stays true to the message that I want to get. Um, And I don't have to really adhere to anybody saying, well, we're giving you this budget, so we want it to be this way. We want it to be that way because I don't want that. And then that really sucks. Now you're working on a project for three months and you don't even like it anymore. That sucks. And you're just doing it. At that point, it's just like, give me my check so I can go home, (laughs) you know? Yep.
1: Yeah. I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. What about you? What do you think? See, I think from a screenwriter's position, um, I'm putting myself in that mindset where, you know, when I find myself, you know, at that point in my career where I am, um, I got to sell a script, you know, I get a script sold. I have to, I have to, I have to settle with the fact that as a screenwriter, if you're selling your script and you're not directing it, you have to let it go. That script might be changed entirely with the soul and conscience may be stripped from the characters. You have to be okay with that because at the end of the day, it's a business. The industry, the studio, whoever's buying it, they're going to make it the way they want it to be made. You sold the script, you did your job. You you got your name out there like, okay, this is a pretty good writer. He has management, he has this and this, you know, like, like, you know. You did your job. I feel like with certain things, like when you look at the, the four hour version of Justice League and the writer of that, I believe it was Chris Terrio, but I'm not sure. Um, forgive me if I got his name wrong, but I think it's Chris Terrio. Uh But anyway, you look at the writer of that and you look at you. You probably imagine how does he feel when he sees like, you know, what his script turned to from the original Justice League to the Josh Whedon one, um, you know, from what the original four hour version was supposed to be. I think I read an interview by him where he was like, you know, yeah, a lot of it changed, but he kind of had the mindset of that's the business. You know, you have Mm -hmm. to be okay with that. It gets even worse when you're a writer and director and Mm -hmm. you have to compromise even further, but you have to understand, like if if you want to, hey, if you want to stand your ground and say, no, I have to have final cut. You know, I have to be the, the, the final determining factor on what this film is, then you stand your ground absolutely but if you're the writer you know we are we are the reason why the film is as good we 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 give the blueprint for what the film is but we also have to uh, understand that once the director takes over and it's not us ourselves you know yeah. it, it's their baby like we 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 sold the script it's on there are great instances where the writer is invited to set because directors want to hear what the writer has to say with certain character's motivations. I think really Scott does that. He brings the writer to set to like say, okay, mm-hmm. what do you think this character would do in this situation? Or something like that. But in most cases, the writer isn't invited to set because their job is done. They wrote the script. So, yeah. Yeah. um, And that can be yeah. hard in some cases.
0: Yeah, you know, especially if a film bombs. And, you know, if it was produced and directed in a, in a way that the writer had originally, attend, you know, intended it for, it mm-hmm. would have turned out great. I mean, you could look at Justice League as a prime example. You know, Warner Brothers completely. And you know, now we get a better version, and everybody's like, oh, this is way better. And, the, and what happened with, with, um, with uh, uh, DC is, like, they're coming out with so many remakes, and it's just, like, I feel like it's just a, a bundle of crap. Like you you have a bundle of all these that have come out and uh, only what, maybe three stand out and are actually worth watching. And then the other ones just kind of fall flat. And, and then you have all these remakes. You have Ben Affleck, who was uh, Batman. And then you, and now you have, um, what's a, a dude's name? Robert from, Patterson. Uh, Robert Patterson. Now you have him stepping into the role of Batman, and it's just another version of it. And then you have an offshoot of Joker, you know, that, that is a standalone film. And then you have the Joker in the, in, in the Batman.
1: Uh, <laughs> yeah. like
0: it's, it's just it's just like it's not streamlined. Yeah,
1: it's just everywhere. I don't think that's a detriment. Like, I love how Marvel is streamlined. I really do but i don't think it's a detriment to dc that they they have everything they have different reboots they have different offshoots you know one shots and all that i don't think that i don't think that's a detriment to them um why not what well i think what works is the product like joker as a product worked it worked mostly because of joaquin phoenix performance Mm -hmm. um bat um the batman It will only work if, you know, Robert Patterson gives a great performance. Matt Reeves does a great job directing and you can forgive it for that. You can forgive DC if the product is good. First Wonder Woman, good. Second one, not good. Aquaman, great to look at, great visuals, good movie. You know, like if the product is good, you kind of forgive the uh, you forgive the misfires and the, you know, the the falters. Like the Suicide Squad coming out directed by James Gunn. I know that's going to be good. You know, mm-hmm. we have Aegis Elba now instead of Will Smith. But if the movie's good, who cares? It, it was a good movie. Um, I don't know.
0: To me, man, it, it just seems like, no, nah, I, I do see where this can come out good because you have all these different offshoots and stuff like that. And it's like they're, it's like the storyboard. It's, it's like, you know, you're a, uh, draft what's called a barf draft when you you know first write something or you know you have a video that you just like or, or here's this is the general structure of it mm-hmm. it's just terrible of course because it's the first draft mm-hmm. um uh i feel like we're literally seeing that barf draft of whatever dc is gonna come out and be successful with i feel like that's what we're seeing right now and i just i i i i think it just sucks to see that when it's supposed to be a finished product you know it's we're seeing the creation of something and something is going to be worked out of it hopefully because if it doesn't it's just going to be a waste but if something gets worked out of it and then it becomes streamlined i mean that could be great but in this process it's just a lot it's just a lot of gigs a lot of you know i mean kudos but that's the only people that are you know pay for i mean i've obviously we're getting paid in terms of entertainment value but it's it's hit or miss and i think that's kind of like what i don't like to see
1: i got you i got you um yeah well i think that tops it all off that was a yeah that was an engaging convo. we went from kevin hart to black summer to uh, monster hunter amc anticipated movies and then we always circle back to DC and Marvel like i think yeah. i think the universe is trying to tell us something man i think we might be i think we might be geek dog. We, <laughs> we we circle back to them a lot man like i feel like if we went back over every episode at some point marvel and dc was mentioned and or you know it's it's hard, it's hard not to mention them cuz they're they're winning right now you know i mean
0: even even, a lot of people say dc is losing but at the same time they're still in the conversation
1: like it's like dc is that little bad brother dc is winning with animated films they're winning with animated films yeah marvel wins with live action um you've been watching loki i haven't gotten into it yet i haven't gotten into
0: it loki hasn't really been one of my favorite characters but i mean i can see why he's a fan favorite but he's just not one of mine so i'm kind of just slowly you know gonna get to it um, I'm kind of I kind of just want to take a break from Marvel a little bit though. I mean I hear their, that. their stuff is good, but it's just I just feel like I'm just too much. It's too much it's too much, you know, it's
1: too yeah. much do you. Yeah. So I hear you on that. Well, that'll wrap up the episode, folks. Thank you for rocking with us. Uh like, share, and subscribe. It's been another episode of the vault. Y'all have a great one. All right. Hey, 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 what's up, everybody? We're back with another episode of the vault. I'm Anthony. And I'm Chris Epps. Yep, yep, yep. And we're back with another one. Chris, how you been doing, man? I've been doing good. Um,
0: if you hear me munching, I'm, I'm eating some, some taco bell right now. So, you know, please please excuse the munching.
1: But um, yeah, man, this is this is I told been... you about that, man. I told you I was on the diet, I told you I was on the keto. And you know, hey, you just gotta you know, eat that from you, don't you?
0: Hey, man, you know, you're you're all the way in, a, what is this, North, North Carolina or South Carolina?
1: Uh, North. What's the point? North North
0: Carolina. So I was going to say, this is, you know, a Zoom. You're all the way in North Carolina. I'm, I'm in
1: Michigan, so you're good, man. You ain't got to eat off my plate or nothing. But, but you so know it's good, all mental, bro. right? You, you know, if I'm mentally, if I'm seeing you eating something and you're enjoying it, you know, you know mentally that's going to mess with me, right? Hey, man, you know what I'm saying? You know.
0: I know you want a diet. So, you know, all I can do is just you know, eat at my own leisure and you, you you can go ahead and diet at your own leisure. You know, that's all I can say about that. Uh, that's, that's a true <laughs> friend
1: right there. That's that's a true that's a true friend and a true co-worker right there. OK, let's get it. <laughs> yeah, man. So um, I told you I uh, I know you were iffy about it, but I, I saw the film Fatherhood on Netflix. Kevin Hart's new movie.
0: OK. So yeah, so I'm I'm
1: kind of iffy about it because you know I'm not really the biggest Kevin Hart fan. Listen, and I I hear what you mean. I um I, I don't watch a lot of Kevin Hart films either. But um it's a dramedy and it's about this man who becomes who after a tragedy uh has to grow to um and learn how to be a single father. Um his his daughter just got born. And he's he's learning how to be a, a single dad by um, not by choice but by by circumstance, and I tell you, man, Kevin Hart gives a very convincing, good dramatic performance in this film. Like it, it, it veers more towards drama than comedy. You know, of course, he can bring the comedy; he is a comedian. But he he right. has some solid dramatic chops in this film, man. I was pleasantly surprised and proud of him. You know, I'm I'm, I'm kind of surprised. Well, I'm not exactly surprised by it,
0: but I think it's dope to see a different side of Kevin Hart. We used yeah. to seeing the one that always, you know, he's like, you know, I'm the short man in the movie, and, you know, I'm, I'm defenseless, and I'm scared of everything. Oh, my goodness. And I didn't, didn't really think that that was always the best representation. But I get it. He's playing most of his comedy is being played off his size. I'm not really a big fan of, you know, playing mm-hmm. comedy off your size or whatever, um, at least in the way that he does it. But the fact that, you know, from what you're describing, uh, he's playing into a more uh, mature role. And it's actually uh, telling a story about how to be how to be a good single father. That actually holds my interest a little bit, especially being a father myself.
1: Yeah, I told you, you you could relate to this film. It's about a man um, stepping up to the plate, pretty much. You know, and it's based off a book that was written by Matthew Laughlin. It's called Two Kisses for Maddie, A Memoir of loss and Love. Mm -hmm. and this is a solid film man paul weiss directed this i remember he directed the uh the american pie films and i think american dreams um both good movies but uh yeah this is a this is a nice solid dramedy dude i i would um if i had to rate it i would give it a solid i would edge towards 3.5 but i would say yeah 3.5 i would say 3.5 for casting kevin hart against type and, out of five? um yeah 3.5 out of five okay, <clears throat> okay. its a, it's a solid dramedy, man i I very much enjoyed it Alfie Woodard is in it uh Dewanda wise you know his boy little rail Frankie R Fazen, uh, Paul riser mm-hmm. little rail I don't I see past get out I don't know how I feel about little rail like I kind of liked him in bad trip with Eric Andre but I feel like I want to see him grow into his own shell. You know what I'm saying? What's like his name again? Lil Rail. So have you seen Get Out? Yeah. The TSA cousin. Oh, him. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah. He's definitely played as the, the real comedic effect in this film. You know, like mm. him and Kevin R have a lot of banter throughout the movie. And, you know, it's mm. fun to watch, but I feel like I want to see Lil Rail kind of step out a little bit. From what I hear, he has a he has an upcoming film with um Yvonne. I don't know how to say her last name, but Yvonne from Insecure. Um that's a new comedy coming out. So I might see him step out of his show in that movie. Mm-hmm. But um yeah Fatherhood was good, man. But I have to recommend now listen, I know you're not a horror guy, but uh this is really an action show. Have you seen Black Summer on Netflix? I have not. I've seen, you know,
0: the I've seen it pop up on Netflix, but I was not too inclined to check it out. And I don't I mean, it looks interesting, mm-hmm. but I was just kind of iffy on. It. I hadn't really heard
1: anybody say anything about it. So I was like, eh, is it worth my time? Dude, this show is an underrated masterpiece. Cause I, I don't know many people that watch this show outside of my best friend and my mother. Um, uh, but this show is a masterpiece, man. The the first time it came on Netflix, I was like you. I was like dude, I'm zombied out. There's too much. There's too many zombie shows out here. I don't really want to watch this. Then I heard Stephen King give it good reviews. Then other people Mm -hmm. gave it good reviews. I said, okay, let me look into this. And dude, it's just straight. No frills action from from start to finish. Um, First season is very good. I didn't think they could top it, but the second season just takes it over the hill, man. It expands on the character development. the storytelling is 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 more um how do you say it it's more not nonsense it's more non-linear with the second season Mm -hmm. but it it flows like it it keeps the mystery going in your mind and you're like dude this is this is very well done like the action scenes in season two especially the finale there's this Mm -hmm. great one take i don't know if it's completely one take but because of the way you know Digital film can like modify things these days, yeah. But there's an action scene in the finale that's so well executed, it felt like I was watching an action film. Like, I feel like this is what action series should be. This show,
0: interesting. Um, so I'm, I'm looking up and like who's in it. I've never, besides maybe, oh, maybe Kristen Lee, you know, Jamie King. Jamie King, hold on, let me look up Jamie King
1: dog. She was in White Chicks. Uh she oh, was in Sin Jamie. City. Um, she looks kind of familiar too. Um
0: Okay. Um yeah, so I don't I don't really see
1: too many like notable people as far as I'm concerned. There's not, um, there's not a lot of notable okay. people. Okay. But that's not even like that, that's not even a deterrent, to be honest mm-hmm. with you, man.
0: Yeah, I mean I'm I'm all fine with, with you know watching like new actors, you know, break out into the scene, which is you know, that's fine. Um I just was trying to see, you know, what their angle was as far as like marketing the uh the show, but okay, yeah. Um so is it like cuz
1: it, it's zombie, so is is it like a lot of jump scares? I mean they're uh, they're here and there. They they are yeah. in there cuz they are zombies. But it's not really about that. See, I think the key to making a great zombie film or a great film about monsters is that it's not the, it's not the supernatural monsters you should be afraid of. It's the monsters inside us humans Mm -hmm. when we're put in certain situations you should be afraid of. Like, I feel like the mist follows that formula. The Walking Dead follows that formula. And it's a formula that doesn't lose because, Of course, you don't want the zombies to get you. You don't want the monsters outside to get you. But humans, when we're in times of survival, we can be worse. Man, there was a TikTok I saw of somebody saying that
0: as humans, we are apex predators. And you have to accept the fact that when you are dealing with another human, you are dealing with somebody that could be potentially dangerous. And I thought that was such a great analogy because uh, it's true. This is one hundred percent true, you know. Like we, you know, we as humans, we trust one another and things like that. But yeah, let our you know one of our circumstances
1: change, and you you don't know what that person can do. Yeah, definitely. So I would tell you to put that on your list. And dude, I think I got myself. I think I got a. Uh, I think I got a schedule worked out. You commented it. You commented under it on my Facebook. But I was like, you know what, man, I got a game plan. Finished up season two of Black Summer, which I just did. <laughs> yeah. Finish up season one of Snowfall. Circle back around to watching the last two seasons of Orange is, the, Orange is the New Black. Watch season two and three of Ozark. Circle back to Snowfall. Finish it up. Then hop into the Nick with Clive Owen. And you were like, man, like this, this is like almost have like planning your TV show schedule out like a like it's a job. I'm like, mm-hmm. dude, I'm it's a job I love. <laughs> Doing yeah. What I love.
0: And that's what it is man is, you know you you uh, you you have to love it um you know uh because if, if it was a chore you, you you just wouldn't do it so um but yeah that's that's good though that that you have a schedule for it and you can uh, do your film reviews you know how, as often as you want to do it so yeah that's the key and I I think I even said that underneath your post I was like that's the key man
1: yeah um there are some. Well, before I continue, is there anything you've seen lately? Uh, let's see. Um,
0: I pre- I think I, I pretty much laid out everything. Oh, I saw Monster Hunter. Um, Mila Javolovich. Yes, with yes,
1: with, with, with hmm. Mila. Man, how, how did you say her last name? Javolovich. I don't even know if that's the right way to say it. I just oh. always been <laughs> saying it you know apologies that's not the right way to say it but that's just always how about how i've been saying it hey that's 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 fine man because it it is an interesting last name
0: but um but yeah so i saw it and uh you know i wasn't you know expecting too much i was okay you know um i expected it to be you know a little bit cheesy with the action scenes or whatever because you know the roles that mila does play um you know in resident evil and stuff like that you know mm-hmm. borderline Same director. yeah exactly so i was okay but then, you know, when I start watching it, I, I realized why it got like subpar reviews and why it didn't do so well in the box office. Um, it it, it, it kind of just keeps throwing, like, it doesn't seem like it knows where it wants to go. It really doesn't. And by the end of it, you see a setup for a possible, you know, cinematic universe, but it's just, it's just like, right. n- no, I, I don't want this. <laughs> <laughs> you, by the end of it, you're just like, "I'm. I, let's just be done with this right now. Let, let's just cut it. This isn't going to be, you know, Fast and Furious 9
1: or nothing like that. Let's just cut it right here. Well, you never know if the only way to tell is you look at the numbers. What, what did the that, box office numbers say? The box office was terrible,
0: man. I remember I looked it up. It was like, let's see, um, Monster Hunter box
1: office. I think they did it for like 40 million. Was it? Um, Was it? It came out during the pandemic, though, right? So that don't really count, right? Uh, yeah, Yeah, you're right. It did come out during the pandemic.